1: Ben, you saw The Double Lover. I
2: did see Double Lover.
1: The it, Francoise Ozon picture. Is it trash? Speaking it of is, psychosexual throne. It's
2: delighting. Delighting? It's delightful. Does he
1: ever kiss himself?
2: Yes. Nice. Yes.
1: Does he do Hot. anything else to himself? <laughs>
2: they fuck. Oh, yeah. What?
3: The guy fucks the guy? Like, oh, yeah.
2: It's like, uh, it's a very, like, kaleidoscopic montage of bodies. So it's hard to say. He also
1: gets pegged by the woman.
3: Hell yeah! Okay. okay, I need to see this movie. Mm-hmm. I
1: think it'll make money. I mean, Ozon has a dedicated following at the art house. The trailer is steamy. It looks fun. It'll it'll play at the Limley for a while. I hope. Mm-hmm. I hope it'll be here in the We're at the Royal for one week, because it, it already said it was ending, but I think it'll be in Pasadena. It'll definitely be in Pasadena. That reminds me, I finally saw Enemy, the Denis Villeneuve oh, film. I love that movie. Loved it. Okay, I need to see that, Loved too. Loved it. I'd spent the whole time just, like, movie. screaming at the two Jakes on screen, kiss! And oh to know god. that in Double Lover, they actually do kiss, that's mm. very encouraging. Oh my god, Double Jake. Enemy is fantastic, actually. Mm. Um... Obviously, Villeneuve is like our foremost dreadmaker in the North American cinema at the moment, and Enemy is just like eighty pot boiling minutes of uh, surrealism of like really obtuse
3: like visuals and in the spider. This in the spider. Why is there no? Don't tell me. I, was I meant ask to. Spider is the spider. Well, that's. I a, mean, I've already.
2: seen a great seen question. The screen grab.
1: Yeah, even if you've already seen it. <laughs> yeah. It's up for debate. I look forward to seeing it again so I can have some more concrete opinions on the spider It looks like the Cloverfield monster but taller yeah see that it's it's not what you think I, um that shot is barely it's like in the movie twice and it is offered without comment as, just as an establishing shot before yeah. we go back <laughs> into Jake like dealing with his mother Isabella Rossellini. Mm-hmm. <gasps> what yeah there, there's okay. an, there's another spider moment where why haven't I seen it's those certainly movies, more yeah. immediate it probably has something to do with his attitudes towards women or i don't know what? eight legs fractured personality
3: <laughs> i
1: don't know
2: okay An enemy
1: <laughs> enemy <laughs>
2: um. okay shut up
1: <laughs>
2: i'm almost done with my apple and then i can really join yeah in.
1: i'm i'm not gonna actually are you gonna want to join in ben <laughs> i'm not gonna kick this off until you have cored the apple <laughs> With I your do t- with want your mouth, in
3: so you can shit on it.
1: I'm not gonna shit on we it. We haven't even we haven't even really done the introduction yet, so I would like to just put a cap on this conversation until we Brandon kick it off. Is so aggro. What are you gonna do, shit on it then? I'm frankly I'm relieved that I'm in the middle on this episode <laughs> and that Brandon is going to be the one who's called a bully in an iTunes review. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I could only hope. I love that I'm able to present myself as the victim, always. It's, it is infuriating.
1: <laughs> you're the bitch. It keeps me up at night after we record. <laughs> okay, everybody, welcome to another fun-filled week of Movies IMO. We are your three fave film fags. Also yeah. known as... I mean, we're basically doing like uh, uh, the WTF names, like... Uh, like what the fucksters, what yeah, the fuckables, what, right. and were your fave film fags, your fave film fagettes, your film faguitos. Um, I got a
2: fagette the other day. At, <laughs> was uh, it at Larchmont <laughs> Wine and Cheese? <laughs> was got it... myself a Sammy
1: uh, with salami. No, a little prosciutto. No, it was turkey breast. Any Any cheese on that sandwich? A little bit of brie. A little bit I of really brie Larson. Kind of cheese Creamy <laughs> brie Larson. But there was some cheese on <laughs> some it. Some dates in it. Ew, dates. <laughs> Yeah, like a, a cheese with dried fruit inside. I don't want a cheese. I with had dried a really, fruit. really good, um, I think it was a brie with wild mushrooms in it. Oh, okay, s- Phantom s- Thread. Split that with uh, friend of the pod, TJ Slipco, a few weeks ago. Uh, I'm Daniel Crook. I'm Brandon Kirby. I'm Ben Empy. And today we are talking about the 18th installment of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Is it really the 18th? I think it's the 18th. Did you 18th. look that up? No, I'm just pretty sure it's the 18th. How do you know that off the
3: because top of your head? Because watching
1: every single one has been a traumatic experience, <laughs> so I, I basically have, have like, carved into little every slash marks single in my one. body. I have not seen Winter Soldier, which me, some people think is the best. Yes. Um, I've seen every other one. You're better than me. Well, I decided... We'll we'll get into this once we start talking about the film. We're here to talk about Black Panther, by the way, which is, it might be the 18th installment in the MCU, but it is really the first standalone um, Marvel film with its own self-contained universe and self-contained story that really isn't reaching to connect with the other films. You know, there's elements, of course, but it's it's all under the surface, which is just a fucking relief. Um, The reason why I... Started going to all of them is because they drove me so crazy that I needed to see them all so I could be specific in what I didn't like. But thankfully, we are talking about what I think is a great film. Though. Yeah,
2: I've right? been eighteen. I just counted. It cool. is okay. And wow. this
1: uh, this this is Black Panther. It's directed by Ryan Coogler. Oh, do you want to know what the box office is? And I do yeah. to make two hundred and forty million dollars no, this weekend. I mean the total
2: Marvel Cinematic Universe box office.
3: Yeah. What is it?
1: <sighs> Let me just dig a six foot hole next to my chair. that I can jump you into. Guess?
3: Sixty billion. Is no. that even close? No. <laughs> I don't what is money? I don't know. Thirteen numbers. and a half billion. Jesus.
1: That's a lot of that's a lot of dough. Hulk smashed me in the face. <laughs> I
3: tail.
1: I hate it.
2: Anyway, uh we're talking the incredible Hulk. Two thousand eight is the most the highest grossing
1: one. No, it's not. Nine... <laughs> oh <laughs> I was like that
3: can't be Certainly right. not after
1: this weekend. I believe that Black Panther has made two hundred and forty million dollars this weekend. I believe. Don't
3: quote me on that. I'm putting it on the record, but I don't know if I'm right. Will Black Panther be the top grossing? Of the year? Of all the Marvels? It will be the the top grossing
1: domestic film of all time.
2: Yeah, it seems to be on
3: track for that. Yeah, it'll
0: definitely
1: be the highest grossing Marvel Cinematic Universe film. And arguably the best. Yeah. I I think it is the best. I'm not going to fight that. It is the best. I think
3: it is the best. Um, I think it's. I think it's the best by a long shot. I think the second. I think second to Black Panther is the the first, the original Iron Man, hmm. which I do think is very very good. Iron Man gets points for me
1: for dealing in a politics, um, just about like the um, military industrial complex, the idea of weapons manufacturing, like, mm-hmm. and Marvel movies get so weighed down by their inability to articulate complex ideas around politics. Like civil war is this terrible two and a half hour argument about state intervention or libertarianism, but it's just, it's all so dull and it's not smart, which is why it's such a fucking relief that to watch black Panther, which has an incredibly nuanced take on, uh, not just the, uh, African experience, but how African identity relates to, uh, African American identity, just Mm -hmm. being black globally. Um, and that was so refreshing, and I thought, brilliantly articulated. Um, of course, I, I shall just put this out here now. We're three white idiots who are going to be talking about black identity for the next hour and a half, so... Right. Yeah, so we don't know what we're talking about. I think about.
2: it's very clear in this movie what uh, Kevin Feige demanded out of this movie, and what is Ryan Coogler's Black Panther, which is the first hour is the Kevin Feige movie. And it's like, set pieces, and unnecessary world building and no story and no characters really and then it like actually has a
1: story with momentum and with uh, I'm not the, sure I agree with your police work hundred percent there Lou I mean the world the, building is thrilling in the first act because <laughs> yeah a absolutely
3: of, no so ab- I know a abs- lo- absolutely a lot of people have complaints about that first boring act I think it's I think a lot of the movie's inert, but the I... world building, just the
1: cultural specificity is is groundbreaking. It, it, this is the first Marvel movie, or a blockbuster superhero movie in forever, that has a profound sense of identity that is built from the ground up in this film. Yeah, it, it, it,
3: I, I think the world building in this is really effective. I loved being in this world. I loved learning about this world. I will agree, it's plot light. I mean, okay, that's wrong, because it's it's creating this entire mythology it's, it's drama made, light it's drama light it's, it's, a, lot it's, of, it's a, lot a lot of it's a lot of exposition mm-hmm. but that's that's what it is that you have he he has to do that yeah. for this movie mm-hmm. and i think it's done i think it's done well i because like yeah. the first challenge you think okay why am i watching this challenge but then it pays off in the third act when he sure. challenges with Killmonger. I think the performances are so strong in this movie that whether or not
1: each of the actors are given a character on the page, they all bring some element of personality to it. Where they are playing auteur in a way, um, like Letitia Wright uh, who plays uh, his sister Shuri. Uh, yeah, Shuri, who's basically like the
3: the Q, and if this is like James Bond, she's, yeah, she's the tech, the gadget, girl. and she's just I okay, I love. Should we back up and say what the plot of Black Panther yes, is?
1: Yes, so Black Panther, we are following um, the prince, now king, of the fictional African country of Wakanda, T'Challa. He is also the titular Black Panther. Basically, Wakanda is an African nation that hundreds of years ago, um, there's like five tribes that live there, and a mm-hmm. meteorite struck the earth, and it contained... Um, Vibranium. Vibranium, the the best uh, resource in the world that basically allowed them to build this super technologically advanced society, and they also managed to shield the country in the auspices of being, like, a third-world African country. Meanwhile, it's the most uh, highly sophisticated, developed, and technologically advanced country in the world. Yeah. Um, And the movie is about... um, It's about T'Challa becoming the king and, and reconciling his identity with becoming the Black Panther... And then eventually, Michael B. Jordan, who plays Killmonger, the main villain, who is um, uh, a guy from Oakland, who we eventually learn is actually a member of the royal family, uh, makes a stake for the throne. Um, yeah, and that's, that's basically what it's about, right? Yeah. It's, I <laughs> but, mean, it has elements of being like a spy movie. Um,
3: I loved the entire Bond sequence. I, I ate wish ate the whole wish the whole off.
1: movie was that. You mean know, when they go to South Korea? Yeah, I think that sequence is great, and I wish that that was the whole movie. Because to to Ben's point, I think a lot of the movie. I don't think the movie is lifeless because I think the world is so vibrant and specific, and the actors bring such a life to this film that it never was boring to me. But I was certainly wondering when the hell we were going to get something to do
3: at a certain point. Like yeah. I think that it takes a minute to get if going. We where recording we're
2: going a podcast, I would not have stayed. That's how much I didn't like
3: it. Wow, the, that first ninety. Well, mm-hmm. So here's here's something that I want but the, to talk the about. The characters are so compelling for me. But, but
1: I think that I think that we just have to introduce this idea that I think is important to the conversation and to Ben's criticisms. Um, it is a Marvel film. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of the same trappings as Marvel films, yes. and that again, it is dramatically inert at times. Um, they're setting, putting things in place, leading up to set pieces. And it's over two hours. Like, so you're in the theater for a long time and you're basically, the movie is expecting you to have an affection for those characters and to invest purely. in their. just, what's this character going to do next? Like in an action figure sort of way, like now these two characters are going to talk together Mm -hmm. and miming, holding two action figures. And then there's an action set piece. And then we go back. Um, this movie subverts or just eliminates a lot of the problems that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has, which yeah. is uh, a villain problem. Mm-hmm. Killmonger is not only the best villain in the MCU, and Michael B. Jordan not only gives the best performance in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah. but it's just one of the most compelling villains in recent blockbuster history, right? Yeah.
3: I, let's talk about him later, because yeah. I have a, I have a yeah, I have Mar-
1: Marvel thoughts. movies have no stakes, because they basically make them about... like. Our heroes have to the The have to live the because heroes are on
2: there's going to be three more sequels. Of course.
1: Right. And right. and but it, for me it's like it's it's about literal distance. Like the the Thanos is the main villain, he's in the sky, he's in space, and our heroes are on the ground, and mm-hmm. there is just like you know, all this space between our conflict here. Like it just it, the it villains, never the
3: villains don't matter in yeah. the MCU. Except... Killmonger matters a lot. Mm-hmm. And and
1: not only is it a great performance and a compelling character, but this relationship between African identity and Afri- Amer- African American identity is fascinating to me, um, and what? to to yes. have a villain who is right uh, mm-hmm. is basically correct in all of his thinking. Yeah, um, it's, they,
3: it's also is it the first Marvel movie that's not strictly good versus evil? There's a lot of gray area here.
1: Yeah, I think it certainly is the grayest. Yeah, yeah.
3: I was fully on Michael B. Jordan's side the entire yeah. movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd there is somewhere. a lot to agree with yeah. with with his thinking it just becomes a little it skews a little too evil for he wants to like he wants to kill people. Right. right. But 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 his basis of why he wants to do this mm-hmm. is completely yeah like yeah he wants the African community to have the upper hand this time. That's like the, that's reset what, history. It's so mm-hmm.
1: fascinating to me. It's this idea of like Wakanda being an isolationist country. What responsibility does their monarchy and their citizens have to share the technology and their power yeah. with black people around the world to mm-hmm. free them from oppression? What is their responsibility to do to that, knowing that if they were to open up, uh, open up their borders, is the wrong way of saying it, if they were to announce themselves uh, of, of holding all of this vibranium or whatever the fuck it's called that there is obviously a history of white colonization Mm -hmm. that would take place and they Mm -hmm. probably would have all of their resources stripped from them Mm -hmm. and it would go to white people so it's such a fascinating conversation i think like how what what is their ethical responsibility uh how do you how do you both protect and uh your own uh special national identity and the responsibilities of being a uh global black citizen like these are just questions that none of the other mcu films even get
3: close Uh, to tackling (laughs) barry jenkins tweeted something which i agree with it's this movie work what ryan coogler achieves with this movie it works on two levels there are two movies within this movie there's he made a really damn good marvel movie he also made a very deep thoughtful politically intriguing character study like this movie, the themes he explores and the characters he introduced and the performances—it could be a full a full-blown drama. Yeah, I if you strip away the marvel of it all, yeah, this ra- is a very solid drama. I'd rather watch the Shakespearean uh, family
1: chamber drama version of this, yeah, uh, than and it's in there, I and I think it works on both levels. Have enough
2: of like what does Black Panther think?
1: I agree with you. I think Black Panther is one of the most... Or one of the least interesting characters in the movie. What it is... His, and it's just what, like, yeah,
2: he is on this side simply because this person has been presented as the villain.
1: There yeah. aren't any... For me, it's rooted real. in... For me, it, the whole idea of Black Panther is an avatar um, by design. Like, it is an ancestral position. It is mm-hmm. about continuing a... Uh, not just a proud familial tradition, but a national tradition. You represent... Uh, you you basically represent Wakanda. Like, mm-hmm. it's your job to be the figurehead. So it doesn't... It ultimately works fine for me because Black Panther is a symbol by design, even yeah. in the world. But like, I, T'Challa, maybe I want to know more about him, but the the Black Panther, I, I don't necessarily think... I, I think that the Black Panther already has a compelling character arc when you think about his place as the leader of this country with a very specific relationship with the rest of the world that I already described. And, and, yeah. and
3: being... Um, Well, I'm just gonna run my mouth like I always do. So please jump, save Um, save our listeners from me. (laughs) Well, I just want to say I I do think it is interesting. What would this movie look like if Michael B. Jordan played Black Panther? It's a completely different movie, but I do think in the final third when it turns into like you know the war rhinos come and like the warrior goddesses are like just like tearing shit up in that giant field. I think Black Panther as a character does get a little bit lost, Um, but I do like the final showdown between. For I do he, too. I love
2: when he's lost. <laughs> he, I love when you he's want him dead. Gone. I love when <laughs> wow he's being when other people are fighting. I love when it becomes Michael B. Jordan's movie, and I yeah. love when it becomes Angela Bassett's movie. Yes, yes. Yeah. how great are her? <laughs> Zulu I you with that. Mm-hmm.
1: The costumes in this movie
3: are spectacular. This will I mean, not only be nominated for best costumes at the Oscars, but. I mean, it's very, very, very early, but I think it's a strong contender. I think these are There will be some British period drama that will win. Unfortunately. <laughs> unless, yeah.
1: unless Black Panther and, is the number
3: one movie of the year, which I yeah. think it will and, be. And, okay, I, I'm i the hottest on this movie between the three of us, so I'm just going to run my mouth about how much please. I love you it. Should. Yeah. should. This movie. Okay, If I, I know it's very early in the year, but if I was doing my ballot right now, Michael B. Jordan would be there. Yeah, I think his performance. No, he's spectacular. Yeah, he he is so good. And someone tweeted that I Ryan, should play James Bond. He's not British, but yes, no, but I, yes. Li- there's like Ryan every, Coogler every should role. direct the next James Bond with My Michael B. Jordan God. as Bond because he already made a mini Bond movie. That whole sequence is so thrilling, and yeah, like the 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 one shot is all like completely digital. You can That's tell, fine. but it looks good. Yeah. That whole sequence looks very
1: good. I think um, Lupita Nyong'o uh, commands that entire sequence, and she just, like, tosses off some Korean, like, <laughs> to, like, you know.
3: Yeah, just, like, speak, It's not surprising, like, Lupita Nyong'o basically Korean. is
1: Elio Perlman and that, like, you expect her to be, like, a master of music, a master of language, a master of performance, yes. just a master of expression, yes. right? So it's not surprising to see her just break out into fluent Korean, but at the same time, it's really fucking thrilling. And, like, to see her, like, order the Jack Daniels at the bar, like, she's just so suave and sophisticated, and as a, it is so nice to see Lupita Nyong'o's face
3: on screen again. Yes, because we're used to her voicing. Jungle Book, Star Wars. <laughs> now,
1: I don't know if you guys saw Queen of Katwe, which is an I a- didn't. actually very strong film, and yeah, yeah, she's yeah. spectacular in it. Um, she plays the mother of this young chess prodigy, um, and she is in this unique position of, like, um, wanting to protect her daughter from a world that doesn't want to give her anything while also fostering her talents. It's a great performance, but like, apart from Queen of Katwe, we haven't seen Lupita Nyong'o's face on the screen since 12 Years a Slave, right? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I think. What about nonstop? Th- that doesn't count. <laughs> that <laughs> that doesn't does count. count. I don't think that counts. That she she filmed it right? before 12 Years a Slave. I want to she... go back to my yeah.
2: I think well, so. It comes out after,
1: though. Right. But I, so. I'm pretty sure that she recorded it. Recorded it. She's not doing a fucking podcast. <laughs> I think she shot nonstop before 12 Years a Slave. Because it's a small okay. role, right? I don't know. I haven't seen it. I not Okay, know. Ben. <laughs> Next you're going to tell me about the ending
3: of Loveless, which you also didn't see. Yeah. I want to talk about Michael I mean, B. Jordan. I haven't seen it either. Okay. Ryan, someone tweeted, Ryan Kugler is Martin Scorsese as... Well, I don't know what I'm trying to Michael say. Michael B. But...
2: Jordan is to Rapper Niro.
3: Yes, thank you. Yeah. So Ryan Coogler Mom. Ryan Kugler will inevitably direct <laughs>
0: Michael Good Shepherd, Jordan too. to to an, hit, to an
3: Oscar. I think this is a performance. If we're looking at you know, a superhero villain hasn't been nominated for an Academy Award since Heath Ledger for the Joker. Yeah, and this sure. isn't Heath Leather- Ledger the Joker, but this is one of the best this villains. Is a very like
2: internal, I agree. Sad, like beautiful performance and i, I say
3: give him the nomination because he got completely snubbed for creed yeah. i know that's i don't know i just he should have won best actor for creed yeah we i just that. 2015 yeah i mean michael b jordan will one day get his oscar but i say why not let this be his first nomination yeah I don't think that that's so out of the realm of possibilities. This well, it's February, but
1: also get out. Came out. Get out came out this February, this time last year. It, you know, it and could be the same type of and I think that this has come out this weekend. Black Panther. Yeah. I mean, Get Out was such an enormous financial success. Black Panther will have surpassed it by the time this podcast comes out with yeah. its box office. I mean, mm-hmm. this is going to be a huge cultural force. I mean, and and let me just let me just put this in here. What I find so uh, rich and exciting about Black Panther is that it is a Marvel film. Think of that as a vessel, you know, for ideas, for culture, for identity. For better or worse, these are the most important movies in the American cinema right now Mm -hmm. because they are what audiences care the most about. They are very much the Western, like, of the 1950s, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The superhero movie, period, and Marvel is at the top of that pack, bar Mm -hmm. none. Um, It's the MGM musical. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It, exactly. Um, so everyone will see this movie, um, and it just can the little details inside of this package just are so vividly brought to life. Like the the Afrofuturism of the set designs. The incl- well, actually, it's it's not just the original stuff. Um, it's it's it's. Um, it's like Angela Bassett Zulu headdresses it's the it's the the rings in the lip um, mm-hmm. it's the braided hair with like the red mud on it like these are specific pieces of african culture of of different countries of course but have been all put together here and it's basically this history lesson in uh, in african culture and all audiences are going to see this yep. everyone's going to see this and yeah. so take the fact like put aside for a second that It has a compelling story, it has an incredible uh, uh, thematic tension to it, Um, it has a lot of ideas going on, and Kugler directs the hell out of it, and I think that it is liberating and exciting and and transformational, frankly. I mean, I guess we'll find out down the line, uh, since it just came out, but this is like a huge, huge, like, watershed moment for representation in Hollywood. We'll see if Hollywood... Globally, not just in American culture. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I mean, you could... Wakanda is so vividly and specifically brought to life that you would attend like a
3: college lecture series on Wakandan culture yeah. even though
1: it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: You know. I mean, we'll see if Hollywood pays attention, but this is this is <sighs> this is narrative. a moment. This is I mean, this is Moonlight, this is Get Out, this is this is the next iteration of that. This mm. is like you said, this is a movie every single person on the planet will see. Yeah. And it is rich in subtext and themes that about race and identity and African culture and history yes. that are so important. And Ryan Coogler and his team, like, sought to do this. Mm-hmm. They, like, I'm not going to just make a Marvel movie, which is also what he did. Mm-hmm. Because, obviously, he was constrained in certain respects that, like you have to do this, you have to do this. And he does it. But like that, know, that opening,
1: the, the opening pieces. montage, uh, or not montage, the opening sequence of how Wakanda came to be and it's told like, like literally from the earth, like a like a, a wreath of hands like emerge from the dirt. Like mm-hmm. that is beautiful visual poetry. Like that's the kind of touches you get with someone as good as Kugler at the helm of a yeah. very cookie cutter product, even though this movie, there's nothing cookie cutter. Well, there are plenty of cookie cutter things about Black Panther, sorry. But it uh, it is, it, I'm, I'm losing
3: my, Train of thought here, uh, but th- that—that's he, how you elevate this. You—you you get he, people like Kubler. He, in he there. absolutely elevated it. It's—it's it's a standalone piece. I then you're gonna roll your eyes at this, but I could—I do compare it to the Last Jedi in the fact that it is an installment in a franchise that is elevated to a level of art. I mean,
2: yeah, I think a lot of people would agree, and I'm sure there are plenty of people that don't like Star Wars the way really that I like Star Wars, and I like—I recognize that. I just I don't begrudge <laughs> this movie for existing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, I, mean, I know. It's a very important movie, and I'm very happy that it exists, and that people are seeing it, and that they like it, but I am on the side of drama, first and foremost, <laughs> and there's a lot of
3: this movie that has none. Yeah. I will say the first hour is no drama, just all world building. Well, I you're, mean, so, you're sort of just... In, there's... I mean...
1: You gotta, ded- the you gotta 1992- define your terms
3: a little... More specifically here, I think. The 1992 Oakland flashback, I think, provides plenty of drama. I think that... There's nothing for me to invest in emotionally until
2: Michael B. Jordan arrives in Wakanda.
1: See, this is a problem with a lot of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, as I said earlier, is they sort of depend on your affection for the characters from the beginning. They don't really work at it like a normal movie would in the first act of establishing a clear character and and stakes uh, for each person. There's no... I don't know if this movie has that problem necessarily. Emotional, like,
2: arc set out for T'Challa.
1: I mean, that's not quite true. Whether or not it works, I mean, he goes to that amazing, like, um, psychedelic uh, dream space in the African savannah, uh, the Wakandan savannah, when he's visiting his father. And what does that mean to you? It, it, it's about family. It's about legacy. It's more. Mm-hmm. It's more ideas. And than how anything does that else. create
2: conflict?
1: Because how how is he going to bring Wakanda into the future while preserving the heritage of his family, of his deceased father? It's about having the weight of expectations of an entire country that has been shielded from existence. So like the stakes couldn't possibly be higher as the as the leader of this country. How do you square away the fact that you both have to honor the tradition, which is. In your fucking bloodline. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's your family. Your dad was the Black Panther before you while at the same time, understanding that there is something to what Killmonger is getting at in terms of resource sharing we don't and lifting Killmonger each other up at that point. No, we don't. So what is? But no, we don't. But we do have like conversations with the Daniel Kaluuya character about like closed borders, like okay. those themes and those ideas are introduced before Killmonger comes along. And actually, I mean, Killmonger is introduced in the first thirty minutes. It's just he's yeah, in the British Museum. Agree. How stupid is that? It's like the English Museum, yeah. but Like like this fake English Museum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, anyway, so um. That's why it's like the, the idea that there's no drama. I just, I would have to disagree with that only because I think that there's plenty of drama in what I just described, like the lineage, the heritage of everything. And I think that there's a lot of drama and a lot of history and storytelling in the little details, in the
3: costumes, in the sets, like in the colors. Yeah, I think the first section of the movie, I will agree with you. There's not much drama, but it is just living with these characters seeing what this world is understanding the details of wakanda like just the fact that i'm seeing a vision of futuristic tech that is not eurocentric that was just thrilling to me Mm -hmm. and i was like i could watch this i could watch this forever i could watch the sister shuri just like introducing uh t'challa to like these different things these suits like just her playing up the q character with such excitement for what she's doing I agree. There is not much drama, but that world building and character building was enough for me to yeah. keep me until yeah. because I knew Killmonger was coming, oh. and I knew it was gonna. I knew it was gonna be good because he when Killmonger. The, the this is the Marvel the movie, thing, though. They're they're expecting you to be patient. Uh, yes, because it is which a Marvel is movie. Frustrating, and to me. I also I so I haven't seen Age of Ultron, and I Bad. haven't seen uh, Civil War, Bad. which apparently the Andy Circus character exists in Age of Ultron? I, that's
1: how forgettable a lot of these movies are. I've seen the Andy Circus character in one of the movies before and I didn't know until after Black Panther was over and I heard someone say like, he's the villain in Age of Ultron or whatever.
3: I also didn't, didn't know remember that. that the flashback where... That's in Civil the, War when his the dad, dad dies. The bomb at the UN. Yeah, I that's... thought that was just a flashback self-contained
1: within the movie. See, this is, what, this is where it actually does fall prey to a lot of the MCU problems where it depends on your knowledge of the other films. It is a self-contained story and deserves plenty of congratulations for that but yes those flashbacks are not as um that you'd have to spoon feed that to an audience i think that's the job of your first act is to deliver this type of information and, and instead it shows you a flashback frankly not unlike the end of 50 shades freed where it's just recapping things that already happened in another
3: movie so but if that you, explosion but if you seen, happened in civil war it's in the plot of civil war yes okay see so so, I, so I also we already didn't know that t'challa as a character chadwick boseman as Black Panther is introduced already in, in Civil War Marvel. In Civil War. I didn't even know that. Yeah. But it still works but for me. It
1: it but it's the all we know is like that there's this country called Wakanda in Africa, and the king and the prince... Is he traveled. out for like five minutes? He's in... So the thing about Civil War, there's this fight at an airplane hangar where they're all together. It's actually a pretty good set piece. Um, you That's got, the only
2: scene people talk about from yeah. the movie. Of course. Yeah.
1: Uh, but it's you've got everyone finding Spider-Man's in there, mm-hmm. Ant-Man's in there, and Black Panther's in there. It's like the first giant... Uh, with a, like I don't oh, know, I don't know what that's they're when calling Spider-Man's it introduced. like Avengers Part yeah, Two yeah, yeah. or Phase Two whatever the fuck they're calling it like it's the it, you know save the Guardians of the Galaxy like that is when you're getting the original Avengers plus right. Ant Man and Black Panther and Civil War is the
2: beginning of Phase Three
3: I yeah guess so yeah, I yeah. I
1: know so much about these movies that I don't really I can't like very you've much
3: seen them all
1: well like I said I, I when they started to annoy me when it grated on me that they are. Basically turning a television show into a movie Mm -hmm. and just printing money. And while they're doing it, they are not having real first acts in their films. There's not much character development. This was starting to grate on me, and I decided that I was going to see all of them because I want to keep up and I want to be specific with my criticism. And Mm -hmm. frankly, the last three or four of them have improved. Um, I mean, I think this is the best one yet. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I I mean... This is is the first Thor, by the way, just since I've seen most of them, Thor is... Uh, my second favorite, Thor. Was, I like Thor. A lot. Thor was my Thor's favorite cute. before Black Panther. Thor you know, Thor's
2: before it becomes an institution.
1: Well, Thor knows that it's a comic book movie, mm-hmm. and Kenneth Branagh leans into the, um, like the over the top. Like uh, it, it feels like a comic. It, it's all, a lot of it's played for laughs. Like the pomp and circumstance of the Asgardian courts. Like the crazy costumes with the horns, and mm-hmm.
3: it, it's it's ironic and it's funny and. Um, I don't remember Thor. I remember not liking it. I liked Thor Ragnarok a lot. I think Thor's just funny. It's funny. It's funny. It's, it's a fish funny. out of water story. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is funny. I was just Wonder Woman. <laughs> but so That's
1: I mean funny. I I like this movie. Can, oh, go ahead, Brandon.
3: Well, I I drove to Vegas and I had a lot <laughs> of thinking to do and I think Black Panther, if I think about great superhero movies, I honestly would put Black Panther with like Spider-Man 2, The Dark Knight, Wonder Woman, Black Panther and like the first Iron Man. I think that as it, I haven't seen the old Superman movies, I'm sure one of those goes in there. But like I think those, I think well, Black Panther. You didn't include Batman Returns. And oh, I'm going to have to hold that against you no, for the no, rest no. Of your life. Oh yeah, you no, love no, 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 Batman no. no, I put it, I have it in a note in my phone, and <laughs> Batman Returns, yes, is in there. And actually, I wanted, I'm glad you I brought that Batman up. I watch Batman Returns like once a month. <laughs> I, I'm glad you bring up Batman Returns because okay, yes, Batman Returns is also in that list. I think Black Panther is in that category, and I also think. Batman Returns shares a lot with Black Panther in that an auteur director took created a very specific vision and basically made a rich character study inside the trappings of a superhero movie, which is what... Uh, Batman Returns does, and what Black Panther does. Yeah, so I think those are they're similar in that. Regard. The
1: difference is that Tim Burton wasn't constricted by his studio in the same way that Coogler is by Marvel yeah. here. Like, yeah. it, it's yeah, actually yeah, yeah. Like one. Oh, go ahead, Bob. Kevin
2: Feige is the auteur exactly of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it's yeah. pretty shocking that Ryan Coogler was able to make this movie. Yeah,
1: I agree. I, I find it a little yeah. frustrating. I mean, let me say up front. I mean, I think Ryan Coogler is a phenomenal director. I think Creed is a masterpiece, and I think that he d- obviously did a great job here because I think it's the best Marvel movie yet. But there is, and, and and he's great in the details, which are my favorite things about the movie, like the wig throwing and the fights. And and like we the, haven't uh, even brought up. But hold on, let, pronounce let me her name, Denai Carera. But let me <gasps> let me just, I just. This is a complicated question that I'm only starting to think about now. But like, what does the future of like studio movie making Look like If we're going to call something An auteur picture Because a great director Does it Even though it still Has the stamp Of its of, Studio's remarkable. objective Like it honestly Is only like Half Kugler's movie right, Yeah And that half is brilliant but, And but that he, half is why The movie's great But like Can we really say That this is uh Has as much of Kugler's stamp as Creed Like that it, it is purely no. Like his, I mean the thing about Being an auteur no. Is having a singular vision Right That's the whole Whether or not You believe in the auteur theory That's what it's about Right, right. And 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 that's how can you how can you have an auteur if you're not kevin feige how how can there be an auteur in the mcu when you don't have the freedom to i think no you're right Um, auteur auteur
3: in mcu is impossible that was a wrong word Ryan Coogler is not an auteur. He's but he is not He is an auteur. An auteur but but right. but the MCU doesn't allow Black Panther to be a pure auteur, right. auteur film. Yeah, I think but that is correct.
1: But the details that he brings to it as a creative with a singular vision, those are the moments that make this movie great. So I'm not trying to say anything negative about Coogler here. I think the best things about the movie uh, are, him. are largely responsible, or Coogler's largely responsible for them. Yeah. But it's just a complicated question when we're when we're talking about a studio that has so much creative control over its product, is it honest to say that Black Panther is an tourist film? Or do we just... Sorry, guys, I'm just going up my own asshole here. But, like, at the same time, like, if that's your paradigm, maybe you can say he he's an tour. but it just in this different uh, paradigm.
3: Anyway. I, I, I think I think he do, he's able to be an auteur within the confines that's what I mean. of a Marvel movie. And I think... I think it's just exciting that he was able to do what he did on this scale, which is, as we said earlier, the highest level of filmmaking that exists today. Because it is a movie that every single human will see, and I think this propels him to then go on to make his pure auteur I movie, agree. which will then Michael B. Jordan will be in it, and then he'll get he'll an, win Oscar. an Academy Award. <laughs> but it's Ben, you wanted to say something. I've lost it. Oh, sorry. Sorry.
1: Kugler's just an interesting case because um, he's only made one movie that was outside of a uh, big Hollywood franchise. Mm -hmm. Creed was his idea to flip it that way. It's still Mm -hmm. his story. It's not like the studio was like, we're switching it around. It's going to be Apollo Creed's son. Do you want to do it? Like, Creed is his vision. But it's just fascinating that, like, uh, the modes that he's working in for his two biggest successes are based on a pre-existing property or already are in line in a franchise. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So I'll be excited to see him tackle something. Next, I mean, he can do whatever he wants. If he wants to keep doing these movies, that's his prerogative as right. a creative um, and as a director. But uh, I would love to see something. See, Fruitvale Station is not a movie I totally love. Um, I think it just has a lot of first feature problems. Mm-hmm. Um, I but I would love to see him return to something like that mm-hmm. because cooler, I think, has such a tremendous... Capacity for coloring uh, spaces and environments, and and they feel true and organic to the characters who are inhabiting them, and that's true of the Oakland uh, of both Black Panther and Fruitvale Station. That's true about Philadelphia and Creed. Um, it's true about Tessa Thompson's apartment in Creed. Mm-hmm. By the way, do we agree Tessa Thompson is basically playing F. K. Twigs and uh, yes. in Creed, right?
3: Yes. Yeah. Correct. Um. But anyway, when you, when you said that, I was like. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Even the music is the same. Yes. She is singing.
1: Syncopated, like erotic.
3: Singing FKA
1: twigs ripoffs. Yes. But anyway, all I'm saying, again, I'm taking forever, but I I would be, I would like to see him make another movie with that same sense of place and attention to characters um, in a, in a standalone uh, or just in a, in a, in a property of his own making.
2: I think what I'm interested in with Ryan Coogler in his first two films is Mm -hmm. he has such a clear, like classical syllogistic narrative structure and like want and needs are put forth and we we want to become a boxer and that puts us on a journey to reconciling with our family heritage yeah and i just
1: don't think black panther has that and i need it so what Mm -hmm. um so what doesn't work for you there and that because the movie is explicitly dealing in the question of what, what you were doing, um, what, it, is, what is your role and how does that play into your family Because heritage? I don't
2: think that Black Panther has any emotional inner life. Okay. Period. I get
3: nothing from him. Fair. I get nothing <laughs> from him. I, I don't agree, but I, I can, I, I, I see that. I mean...
1: Uh, Again, I think he's, I think I think he's has, a symbol by design. I don't think that we're supposed to spend
3: so much time... Okay, then I think that's a problem. Okay. I mean, I, I think it works. I think it works, too, but I see. I definitely see what you're saying. Like, he is more a figure than he is, like, a full-fledged, like, mm-hmm. I'm character. Also, He's a cipher. Yeah. I'm and not it
1: doesn't sh- work for me. I'm not That's sure fine. I mind that so much for a couple reasons, but another being that the movie is far more interested in the women around him and it's as if to say they're actually the ones carrying the power, yes. the smarter people in the room. Then why is the, it called Black Panther? Because that's the name of the superhero and
2: then that's why the name of the property. He the superhero? If <laughs> you're going to have to talk to Stan Lee it's about not
3: that. If ha- his story. Okay. I think it's, speaking of Stan Lee, oh, worst this cameo. is the worst. I know he does a cameo every time, but and this one. dumb. Retire <laughs> the cameo. <laughs> this cameo, I was like for the love of God. Maybe hold that. I soon. <laughs>
2: Yikes. <laughs> I'm not cutting that. Yeah, well, it's your life.
3: <laughs> okay, let's call the movie... Oh, I didn't realize this was her character's name. But I? Gira's character's name, O.K.E. Uh, let's just call the movie that instead, because this movie is very much about the physical and emotional labor that black women carry. Yeah. Like, the black women in this movie... Are the warriors? They are, they are literal warriors, and they are the strongest characters. Yeah, in this movie. they're keeping the lights on. Yeah, is it fair to say that they would be the Jean D'Almans of Black Panther? Then they are the Jean D'Almans of Black Panther, the but NES with spears. Yes, <laughs> that sequence. Oh, when how she. Oh, go ahead. Is not where she, like, spears through the car or something? Yes. And then Lupita Nyong'o, like, slides up in a chair? Mm-hmm. Hilarious.
1: I, and that's what you get with Coogler, you know? That's what makes the movie me special. Laugh.
3: <laughs> it really makes me laugh. It makes me
1: laugh. It makes me laugh. I laughed. I, I think that that whole, again, I've said this ten times, but that whole South Korean sequence is thrilling, it's well-directed, it's very well-paced. I love that
3: Martin Freeman's character is just a punching bag. Oh, I lo- I think it's-
1: i love person. that he's like the white guy like the white liberal who is just trying to help in whatever way is appropriate like <laughs> yeah. whatever small way like yeah
3: and then when um that one tribe leader i'm not gonna remember his name oh I'm not he's great able to the vegetarian tribe the vegetarian the hot tri- guy Wait, he's so the hot. hot the hot who's like oh i'm just kidding we're vegetarian mm-hmm. so funny and but when they just like start barking at Mark, him, yeah, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Shut up! Shut up! Shut up. It's it's... Do not open your mouth. This is not for that, this is not for you." That got a big applause in my audience. Yeah, no, and the fact that the ArcLight Hollywood, every—I mean, this has been shared on Twitter multiple times—but every single theater mm-hmm. was playing. Well, Ben and I went to go see. Uh,
1: 2006's best picture winner. All the money in the world <laughs> on Thursday at the Losers. last, the last showing in Los Angeles. And, and it, it got
2: out right as the black Panther screens were. Yeah, starting. And everybody
1: was fucking lit in the lobby, getting ready for this movie. And, and all the, so and, and the screen was all black Panthers. And I think we saw someone take a picture of it. Yeah. And then I took a picture of it.
3: I, I love this movie. I think about it again. I was on a long drive to Vegas <laughs> and I started thinking about it I just started tearing up like I think this movie not only is such a cultural milestone but it's just it's it's just I'm so happy that it's it's good that it's not only good but I think it's I do, for me, it's gonna end up on my list of best think, of the year. I think it's great. It's not probably <laughs> touching my top 10. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna, I think it's, I mean. Michael B. It, Jordan will be on my ballot. It's February. Michael B. Jordan's definitely on my ballot. I know it's only February, but.
2: Is this the only movie he has this year?
3: It's definitely in my top 20. Um, Let's see what else
2: Michael B. Jordan is up <laughs> to.
3: I need to know. Um, I think my Michael dad. B. Jordan, Michael B. Jordan elevates this movie in a way so. that makes him worthy of an academy award nomination i agree killmonger is such a visceral character every single time he's on screen the movie just soars and his final line in this movie is also like punch in the fucking gut in playing the, the face lead in fahrenheit 451.
1: 51 interesting
3: really is that this year
2: for television what, mm-hmm. I find, no um, what I
1: find, what I find so affecting about Killmonger is just what a sad character he is, mm-hmm. yeah. And how you can just, you can tell that he has been reconciling a lifetime of anger, um, for that entire lifetime. Like he's he was constantly, left behind. he was left behind, and he's constantly having to reconcile that. And on top of that, deal with growing up black in Oakland, mm-hmm. um, and then understanding that there is this magical country in africa that has enough resources to basically solve oppression mm-hmm, and yeah. that they're not sharing them i mean it's uh and this is again like somehow marvel made a movie with
3: something interesting to say about foreign policy as well but um i also like how the post-credit sequence is like not a post-credit sequence. speech yeah like why wasn't that in the movie. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I get it. Like, is there more than one post credit scene. Post credit scenes oh, retired. I stayed for the first one. So there was a second one, which the second one is so fucking stupid. Yeah. Sebastian Stan Vinter- shows up know. as Winter Soldier, and Shuri's like, "Hi, White Wolf," and I'm like, "Okay, whatever. I'm I'm done." Like, yeah. Black Panther unfortunately will probably be ruined by. However, he's involved in Infinity War and whatever happens with Black Panther 2, I don't know. The only good but, thing about the Infinity I'm War trailer... we have Black Panther as it is right now. I am too.
1: Yeah, I am too. And the only thing that's good about the Infinity War trailer is seeing that Denai Gurira is running with the Avengers, <laughs> which means that she will be in that. Yeah. So, do we want to talk about the women in this movie? Do we want to talk about yes. her
3: specifically, Brandon? Yes. I'll let you take the mic first. Oh, I don't know. I just love her. I think she's a star. Um... Uh, Daniel just reminded me that she plays Michonne in Walking Dead, and, yeah, she's a star. I think she... I mean, she's
1: been a star is a thing. Like, it's not... this. Right, is, this is TV. her big coming out for film, but... Yes, yes, The Walking Dead's the most watched show in America on cable. Right, right, should, right, right, She's already a household name to most yeah. people.
3: but now maybe she'll be in movies, too. Yeah. Um, but Now, now she certainly
1: will become a household name, which I think is great. She's yeah. She's extremely talented.
3: When she throws the wig, it's amazing.
1: When the rhino licks her face...
3: Yeah, so that oh we haven't brought up Daniel Kaluuya yet.
1: I mean, d- d- I think
3: he's good. I think his arc is one of the most interesting character arcs in the movie. When he starts, when he decides to side with Killmonger, I yeah, think that's I don't think the, fascinating. I don't
1: think the movie. I mean, like where Ben has a problem with movie not investigating T'Challa's interior life. I have a problem with the fact that the Kaluuya character has a complicated uh arc uh morally um his relationship is in question because isn't he with denai gurira yeah um but we don't spend enough time with him to really understand his own inner conflict about joining Killmonger. Like, he just, like, does it. Yeah. Yeah, it is Thankfully, Daniel not... Kaluuya is such an expressive actor, uh, even when he's underplaying it, that you understand... You believe it. ...piece of
3: the struggle, but... It's largely thanks to him. Yeah, the, the, the writing doesn't really explain why he switches over, but because mm-hmm. it's Kaluuya, I'm like, yeah, I believe that. <laughs> I trust him. I've, I felt that. I felt that. I yeah. just love the war rhinos. I do too. Oh, and I... I, li- I like that last battle sequence. I think, it, I think it's I think good. it's
1: great. And I think, that, um, I think that the geography is really clear. Um, I appreciate that it's just like, it's on this stretch of land, and then there's a platform over here, and that's where the ships take off from. And there's a rock over here, yep. and it's mostly grass. And... Because is a fantastic director. He knows exactly where to place his camera to establish clear geography and that. And a lot of the fight scenes in the MCU don't have that. A lot of them are really muddled and messy and it's hard. Or it's really easy to get lost in them and not lose yourself. In, like, you lose yourself in them, not in a good way. You
3: actually just, like, don't know where I, anything yeah. is in the picture. Because I, I haven't seen, like, I don't know what Civil War's fight sequences look like. I don't know oh. what Age of Ultron fight sequences look like. But I Civil think, War is just like think, a big fight in like a civics college classroom. It's the worst movie. Like really Black like Panthers it. fight sequences are, I think they're well choreographed. I think, um, I, I they they make sense to me. They're not overwhelming. They're not, you know. It's, sometimes they look a little like sound stagey, but like <laughs> I think that um, I'm I'm so over the MCU. Um,
1: like making their villains just like their heroes. But, like, some slight deviation. Um, mm-hmm. Let me be more specific. Like, Killmonger has the exact same fucking suit as Black Panther. There's nothing really visually compelling to me about their final fights. Um, obviously, when well, they get up it's... for the sunset, it becomes very touching and very deep I like and that he has the same suit because it's, it's boring. It's, it's so like, visually static.
3: It's like in Spider Man 3 when he's fighting the exactly. bad version in, of himself. You know, when you're invoking <laughs> Spider Man 3 as a comparison, that
1: you've lost the argument, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I mean, I, I I don't understand the physics of that train and the verbum and the whatever's going on, but I like that the train... I do like whatever happens to bake the train go between them to give them that moment of silence where they are talking, right. but there's still that barrier between them. But we're not them. really
1: told, like, I mean, you just said it, we're not really told why the train makes their suits dissolve in certain spaces while the train's going by. It's, it's, it's like... like I
3: just attempted to be explained, but I attempted. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah. Vibranium. Vibranium. vibranium, vibranium. What is it? Vibranium, <laughs> isn't it? So it's what, from my understanding, it's what Captain America's shield is made of. Correct. So how I, did I assume he it's in an infinity fucking infinity Infinity Stone too. Um Cultural
1: colonialism. appropriation, colonialism. colonialism. So yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So
3: why isn't T'Challa like punching? Chris Evans in the face. Well, that's not really T'Challa's way. I,
1: I, I think that he'll be like... So did Captain America then.
3: steal the
1: vibranium? Well, Cap, Cap didn't do it, but, you know, some white colonists did. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. hmm. Um, so I, I'll i just say, before we uh, segue into talking about the other films of Ryan Coogler, um, that when I saw this movie... The entire I saw it at the Americana in Glendale. The power went out in the entire multiplex. Oh yeah, so what was with the, deal the la- with that? in the last five minutes of the movie? But every screen, it was all it all went to black across the entire That's theater. Crazy. It was crazy, and for this movie wow. especially, like people were losing their shit. Here's the thing: so the picture went down right before Michael B. Jordan said that great line that I didn't even know was in the movie until I was on Twitter afterwards. The one of, uh, about uh, burying me in the
3: ocean with my Uh-oh. ancestors because. I I, I, bury me in the ocean with my ancestors that jumped from the ships because they knew death was better than bondage. I like that line is so strong that I might need to see the movie again. Only
1: I I want to see it again. That is, that's maybe like the best line in any, uh, franchise or, or like superhero movie ever. And that like, one of the things I like about black Panther is it's the only movie in the MCU that feels contemporary to its time apart from maybe iron man. Like um, it is in a world where slavery existed, um, where being black in America is not easy, um, Mm -hmm. where I think it's a, it's, it's really
3: thrillingly contemporary. Well,
1: it's, yeah. And I also really love how Wakanda uh, performs under the shield or under the disguise, like this third world, third, third world country, knowing that like the rest of uh, that, the rest of the globe outside of Africa is really not going to ever investigate that because they don't think about these countries anyway. I mean, right. the president of the United States referred to them as shithole countries not that
3: long ago. Yeah, um, and 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 if they were to reveal their resources, they would be colonized. And, they would. Like, they would white, be stolen. White people would ruin it. Yeah, exactly. Basically.
1: But um, but that line, it, it is. It's arresting hearing something, and I didn't see it in the movie, but just like reading it and hearing people say it, it is arresting to hear something that is so just true, like in a real world way in this extremely plastic. Franchise that feels completely removed from reality, as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. No matter how many times they try and like include politics, Mm -hmm. um, and that that makes it revolutionary, as far as I'm concerned.
3: When it came back up, did you get the line or did you miss the line? No, I missed the line. So the the movie came back on. Rewind it? No, can you rewind? (laughs) Yeah, can you rewind? The movie came back
1: on with no sound for the ending. Uh, when Alex Hibbert from Moonlight is playing basketball in Oakland and sees that is the kid from Moonlight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. And and sees Black Panther come down and he looks at him in awe and that's why it's important to have superheroes who look like you on mm-hmm. the screen. Oh my
3: god. I thought that was the kid from Moonlight yeah. but I wasn't sure. I, I was. he looks a little bit older. I was so satisfied with that ending like I didn't, uh, you know, So oh, I was U- totally satisfied. The UN thing at the post credits makes sense because Ben, we were saying earlier how he has to have that moment where it cuts to black before he says the name. <laughs> so that makes sense to me. But the final post-credits with Sebastian Stan is stupid. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Um, let's move on here. So we've talked about Black Panther. I'm sure we'll keep talking about it as we now uh, talk about Fruitville Station and Creed. So Woo. somebody jump in here. Why? What makes Kugler a good director? Why is he one of the more exciting American voices working today? Well, I'll go back to yeah. the way that he
2: builds narrative is just so classically flawless and every way and fruitvale station is the work of a first-time writer and it's a very also it's very plot light and it has, there's like a lot of like filling his day in a way that isn't as like intrinsically vital to the story that needs to be there but like it's already only an 85 minute movie but creed works flawlessly on page and i think that speaks to his like, directorial abilities to create cinema and like he's very good at this classic american film structure and no one else can do it yeah way. no one else in studio filmmaking is making movies that have this like quality of writing
1: yeah, and he also he puts it on screen with confidence. It, mm-hmm. It's you feel like you are in sure hands where he's putting his camera and the way that he's moving it. Mm-hmm. It's very confident. It's very assured. Even in Fruitvale Station, which I I have some issues with, um, you never feel like you're in the hands of someone who doesn't know what they're doing. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know, just even from the first
2: shot, it's uh, Oscar Grant and his girlfriend in bed. Yeah, and it's just so like, lived in... I hate the word lived in. But, it, but is it is lived in. And it's so... I hate the phrase, though, because I'm like, that's what the job of a movie should... That's, like, <laughs> the bare <the fair laughs> minimum should be. Yeah. But it just... It's like, you're dropped in Maddie Rez and it's just... Like these people are going through something, and they're having a moment that you are sneaking in on, and it's
1: mm-hmm. very nice. I think that yeah. I think from that first scene, he announces a facility he has for working with actors okay. and for giving them spaces to sort of organically live in these characters and bring them to life. I mean, obviously, Michael B. Jordan is amazing in Fruitville okay. Station, but Melanie Diaz is probably my favorite performance in the movie as yeah. his girlfriend in that scene. She's really good. It, it just feels true. It feels real, and considering what Ben was saying about how he writes and what I'm saying about as a director just how confident it all is that he still is able to leave so much air in his films in a good way like that it feels like real life even though it is so intentional in a Spielbergian way like his shot construction or his scene construction um, and, and again where he's putting his camera it is so deliberate but It feels like real life. I That's what I was saying earlier. Like, he has such a skill for environments. Yeah, it's just, like,
2: so perfectly structured, but it feels so organic the way that, like, Creed meets Tessa Thompson. What's her character's name? I don't remember. Uh... And with the the music is too loud. Yeah, and then he mm-hmm. goes, I love that scene. Like days go by, and then he Bianca. Has, he runs into her her show uh-huh. as he's jogging, and then he asks her out, and then they go have a Philly cheesesteak, and it's just like it is just the most in the hands of a lesser filmmaker. That's the most cliche like progression of events. Yeah,
1: but it feels so honest. It unfolds like real life. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the romance is. Maybe my favorite part about Creed, like more more insane. than the virtuosic yeah. cinematography, the one shot fight, Stallone, who oh is fucking God. great in it, of the course. One but shot like,
3: fight. it's
1: it's great. But like, I'm so much. It really says something that a director takes a boxing movie and makes you care more about the romantic subplot than anything else. Mm-hmm. Probably because that's when the character is is bearing their soul. Yeah. Uh, and in in the ring, he's sort of fighting for himself and for his legacy and yeah. proving himself. Uh, but those scenes with Tessa Thompson are um, moving in an unexpected way, especially for a sports movie. And I just think yeah. it's
2: really another thing that, like, in the hands of a lesser filmmaker, would be hokey. But the fact that she's a singer who is going deaf, it moves it's me. It's very moving. It moves yeah. me. It makes me move. Her. When when, he, yeah.
3: when, he, when they're eating their Philly cheesesteaks and he asks her, "Why do you have the hearing aid or whatever?" Why no? Why what? he says like, "Why do you sing?" And she's I like. Know. I forget what her answer is, but it's something so simple, but it's heartbreaking. She's just like, I think she says it just makes me feel alive. Maybe I think that's it. I and watched it, just, it
2: literally yesterday,
3: and I don't remember. <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, Stallone is great. Um, it's is he? It's <laughs> yes, yes. He, he, he's he fantastic. is great. I just great. don't like Stallone. I think... same, but he's no, don't, phenomenal. I'm not thrilled, movie. but he is he is very very good. Um, and I guess I'm mad that he got the Oscar. It's, I am too. It is I am appalling. Too. That he got the Oscar nomination and Michael B. Jordan did not get nomination for Best Actor. If this movie came out in 2017 and we were dealing with that in 2018 Oscars, it would be a big issue. I I, I would say a big 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 issue. It
1: it was a big issue at the time. I think people were talking about it then too. Mm -hmm, Uh, I think it was. I think that is uh, that was a moment that made everybody think a little bit harder about. Was that Oscars so white? That was Oscars so white. Was it? Yeah. That same year. Yeah. Yeah, because that's mean, the, sharp... the perfect example. <laughs>
3: yes, um, I, I get it. He like Stallone, Stallone, but like Michael B. Jordan gives an incredible. performance. Yeah,
1: I mean it, it's De Niro, and it's not just because Raging Bull. Uh, it's not just because they're both boxing movies. Like it is, it is soulful. It's a rough performance. It's got jagged edges, but... and it
2: has time. For him to be like, take off my gloves, I need to take a stress shit before this fight, which is my favorite. I yes, forgot about that scene.
1: <laughs> By the way, don't, let's not forget, before we move past it we just need to drag him real quick. Remember he didn't thank Ryan Kugler in his best, uh, in his speech <gasps> oh, at the Golden at the golden, Globes. The golden Globes?
3: He won the Golden Globe. Yeah, he was going to win. Won. He was all of he them was supposed to win.
1: He was supposed to win the Oscar.
3: Who beat him for Mark the Oscar? Mark Rylance. Mark Rylance was the surprise would it, win. Would uh, it help? King of- Mark Rylance. Because he was, that's right, he was the front runner for the fucking Oscar. Yeah,
1: right? and, and and it's an amazing performance, and I would have been fine with him winning, but it definitely- I won
2: my Oscar pool that year
1: at work because I picked Mark Ryland. I did too. Wow. I think. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Knew it in my
2: heart. They were not going to give it to Stallone. Then
1: you're a smart boy, aren't you?
2: Sometimes. I mean, I didn't like Black Panther, so that's debatable.
3: That's fine. You're well, allowed well, to I'm have- like, Well, you're yeah. allowed to have- You said it, not us.
2: Notes. I'm against the grain. Love going against the grain,
3: guys. I just think about Black Panther and I get really emotional. <laughs> I want to see it again, so Daniel, let me know when you're going because I want to go. So,
1: here's the thing though like, you don't want to go with me because Why? I got really restless in the movie. Like, I, 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 I'm with you. I mean, I give this movie like a B. Get a buttered popcorn but if... and sit your ass still. Then I'll
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: show up, Jesus. <laughs>
2: Well, I guess there is no point. I unbutter my
1: popcorn, by the way. I do not like butter on my popcorn. I don't do the butter. Sometimes I'll ask them to put on some of like the butter salt. Mm. Just a little
3: bit of that. I got a large popcorn for my viewing of Black Panther, and it was all like the tiny kernels. No, thank you. All like at the top, so you had to really like scoop your way to get to the good stuff. I was annoyed. That's nah, not going to work. That didn't work. That's not going to work. Anyway, um, Where did you so see Creed. Um, Darklight? I went to ArcLight Hollywood Friday night. And it was a riveting experience because all the costumes were in that glass mm, that's right. cool. thing, which was great. And then... Which costumes? Um, I think it was Black Panther's. I think it was... No, no, I bet
1: like which Black Panther costumes? No. Doesn't he only have one? Oh, it was his suit. It was the suit. Well, because I would be more interested if it was like Angela Bassett's oh. dress and headdress. It might have
3: been, I didn't look too closely, but I think it was the Black Panther suit, Angela Bassett's maybe, probably Michael B. Jordan's like that one outfit he wears when he's robbing. <laughs>
1: just his torso. Just, just his. <laughs> a photo of his torso. Just his, um, scarred. Yeah. From his, uh. Torso. From all his kills. And then it was, he has um. He's a killmonger.
3: Denae, um, like warrior suit. That's cool. Um, I love
1: uh, I love in the Oakland beginning when there's a knock on the door and uh, young Forrest Whitaker is like there's these two Grace Jones looking girls <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: yeah
3: yeah and we haven't talked about Sterling K Brown that was a I... good joke that no white
2: person in my audience understands <laughs> <laughs>
3: meanwhile <laughs> I'm like I'm a fan I thought it was funny um, we haven't talked about well, Sterling white K Gays Brown yeah Grace Jones is in the Oakland flashback Sterling K Brown in like I didn't two know he was in scenes.
1: It. I knew he was in it, but I didn't. I thought that he was going to be. Well, I guess he is a Wakandan, obviously, but I didn't know that we were going to see him in a flashback. Yeah.
3: In like two scenes, he gives such a soulful performance. And same thing with Forrest Whitaker and in just a few yes. scenes. You want to know why? You see get... Sterling K. Brown, and that's yeah. what he does. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I mean. My name is Sterling K. Brown. I'm here to devastate you
3: emotionally. And this is us. <laughs> and this is us. Wakandans. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just want to bring them up very quickly. But back to Creed. Um, yeah, I forgot how much I love that movie. The That's so good. The one take fight, which is incredible, but also equally incredible is the final fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When his eye starts sealing up, I was like, oh my fucking it's God. Rough. It is, it is just riveting. It's rough. I believe that was
2: my number 12 of the year. And I probably Worthy. would put it higher now. Yeah,
1: I think it was like my 16 or 17 and I would definitely place it higher at this what? point. It here. has aged so well. Has, it,
3: yeah, what year was
1: that? 2015.
3: 2015. I don't think it was even in my top 15. Wow. What is Who
1: wrong with you? me? Who am time I? Time to reevaluate. Yeah, definitely. Time oh, to yeah, because that was also the
2: year of Straight Outta Compton. And it was the year of uh, Chirac, which no, oh, made no so splash. Good. But is like... Tiona so, Paris
1: should have been nominated. There were
2: so many actors that could and should have been nominated. Yep. And that's why Oscar so white was such a fucking joke. I not you, no I I phrased that incorrectly, but I mean I'm on the side of the I, protest. I know what you're trying to say,
1: <laughs> yeah that uh, was so good and didn't get nearly enough attention. I know, I love and Tiona Paris should have been nominated for Best Actress, and she should have been nominated for Best Supporting Actress the year before for Dear White People, mm-hmm. and she should have gotten an Emmy nomination for Mad Men. This has been
3: the Tiona Paris section oh, of the, the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's ben so good. Done. Ben, ben, your internet is down. Is it? I don't know. Nothing's loading for me. No, you're just not on it, I guess. Oh but, boy. Uh, um. Well, what else do we have so to say about fru- Creed? Well, Creed. Or fruit fail? Well, Fruitvale. I mean, we all have our quibbles. Um, I think it's annoying that Katie the white woman from the grocer Mm -hmm. is on the subway. I think that's completely unnecessary. There are some contrivances.
1: That's my issue. My issues with it
3: are are the contrivances. I mean, he has the most last day, last day you could ever have. Well, I remember when When he he says to the daughter, like, I'll be fine. It's like, okay. And I have a come on.
2: I, I hate I hate when Octavia Spencer's like, "Why don't you guys take the train?" Yeah, I hate it so. Well, much. I I don't yeah. like that either, and I don't like that the bar is just ominously herself. running
1: in the background and all these shots. Like it, yeah. it it it's difficult because like who am I to say how Ryan Coogler should have told this story? Mm-hmm. But um, it it actually cheapens the whole thing for me on some level, it makes it feel more like a movie, more like genre. Right um and the movie has such a rich sense of realism most Mm -hmm. of the time um that that's basically i guess what it is that i'm talking through it 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 is it has such a wonderfully lived in environment amazing naturalistic performances but then the bart train is running in the background as this foreboding uh threats my the fact that like it's the most last day ever i remember when i saw it like my my biggest problem was like in, in your movie, like, your martyr can either save the cat or, like, walk the elderly woman across the street. But, like, mm-hmm. you can't do both. Right. Like, you have to pick and he's how you're going guy to show in the every in everything. And, like, except like, he, he has is... has to
2: get, like, the pregnant white woman in to use the bathroom. Exactly, he exactly. Has to save the dog that has been hit by the car. That's what I'm saying. The like, only time <clears> we
3: get a little bit of shade that, like, he's a real human and, like, he has flaws is when he, like, aggressively goes to his boss in the grocery and is like, give me my job back. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a moment where you're like, oh, this guy is is flawed. Like, that yeah. was a little too aggressive. Well, uh, but, like, that's the only moment. By Otherwise, all, he's a perfect It's by, by all because, accounts, I Oscar
1: think... Grant was that guy. He like, yeah. was just, like, a serious stand-up guy. But yeah. I think just,
2: like, white people need to see a movie that beats you over the head that he's a good person and doesn't deserve to get shot
1: in the back. I remember also being frustrated that we were going out of our way to demonstrate what a good person Oscar Grant is when, frankly, whether you're a good or a bad person, if you were the victim of a police shooting because of the color of your skin, that's a tragedy whether or not you help the pregnant lady go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that was frustrating to me at the time. Yeah. Because I didn't need that. It, yeah. it, 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 it's a tragedy no matter who it's done to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I, there are
2: a lot of people in this country that do need it spelled out for them that way. Though. Yeah, and I think that's
1: extremely
3: frustrating. It is. And why what the fuck is chad michael murray doing in this movie oh i forgot about that he is the cop who shoots him in the back is he isn't that chad michael murray i don't know
1: yeah i mean uh for me it's like uh fruit gets a a, a b minus for me creed gets an a black panther's a b plus i'm ready for another a oh,
3: <laughs> with an original mm-hmm. property wow Fruitvale got an 85 on Metacritic. I mean, it was just like a. It was just like. I mean, of it, that it, it, it won it the Sundance Jury Prize, I believe. Yeah. Um, it Chad was... Michael Murray plays Officer Ingram. Wow. Yikes. Well, anyway. there you go. Um, but yeah, Fruit um, Fruitvale is a know. B, Creed is an A minus, and Black Panther is an A for me.
1: I guess I just so can't Black understand Black Panther is thinking this is his best film um, because again, like I there's think so it's much, there's, his so, best film. there's so much. I don't know. I guess I'm of two minds about it because I stand by what I said earlier but like there's just so much studio interference that it's hard to say it is purely his product but then you think about yeah. but then you, but what he achieved within No, that. I know. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying but then Sorry, I don't know why I'm screaming. The, the fact that the, this movie has a rich <laughs> cultural identity that most films don't have certainly not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the the characters are couched in their environment in a way that I haven't seen in a superhero movie since probably Bruce Wayne's one percent. malaise, on the flip mm-hmm. side, on the the white side of this anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I commend that to be able to do that through Kevin Feige's grip, <laughs> to, like to 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 slip that in there. Yeah. I mean, I just I, I will I I think that the movie uh, gets bogged down in uh, in doing nothing. I think it's a nerd at times, but I was just very stimulated the whole time i was i was very engaged because of the costumes because of the colors because of the sets like uh shuri's lab for instance like with those amazing like patterns all over like the staircase
3: and everything like that that lab is great the specificity specificity in this this movie just the details of this world like you know it deserves an oscar nomination for production design it yeah it just i agree Wakanda is so lived in. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's the phrase of the episode thing. Lived in. No, I I believe Wakanda, and I and I, I this only. I feel like only Ryan Coogler could create the Wakanda using the team that he assembled could mm-hmm. recreate the Wakanda that we see in this Black Panther movie mm-hmm. that yep. exists as it exists. Mm-hmm. The Black Panther movie we got is a fucking good one. Yep. And it it could have been something completely different if someone else was at the helm. And again, these are the most
1: important movies in the world, uh, for better or worse, and I can't get over the fact uh, that the best one includes so much cultural specificity. It's like, it's why representation is so exciting in the movies. Like, as a white person watching other cultures on screen, I am learning, I am getting new points of view. Why do we go to the movies? To live through other characters' eyes, and Mm. to... Uh, we don't want to always be seeing the same stories. That's why you stop going to the movies. That's why uh, you feel like film culture becomes incredibly recyclable. Um, to see these new stories is invigorating for me as a white person. And I can certainly say that when I see a gay character on screen, that representation means something else to me entirely. And especially, like, can you imagine like being... I, I think the Richard Lawson piece is pretty fucking incredible on Adam Rippon mm-hmm. and does a great job of articulating why it matters to... Young people who are gay, who are black, who are Latino, seeing their culture reflected on screen mm-hmm. legitimizes it mm-hmm. in a way. So uh, it, it it does. This movie does both things, and uh, I just think it's beautifully articulated in the uh, scene with Alex Hibbert at the end of the movie. Um, and yeah. I uh, it's not a Titanic movie for me. I can't forgive all of its flaws in my mm-hmm. eyes, but uh, I I can. I have never <laughs> I, I have never seen a superhero movie like Black Panther. And
3: I hope we get more of them. I agree. I think it's... Yeah, it's the best Marvel movie by far. I agree. Leaps and bounds. Nice. 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 Right. I would agree Pretty that nice. it is also the best Marvel movie. Great. And you have that nice? issues. That is very nice. Isn't that nice? <laughs> Isn't that nice? how low I think of all the other Marvel movies I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> I do think Spider-Man Homecoming has some interesting things, but it falls victim- very hard to being a cog in a much larger mm-hmm. machine, but I think it does do interesting things. Tom Holland is
1: hot, very hot. And I and I said this on another <laughs> he episode. Is a I,
3: hot. I love that the villain is a Trump voter. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is like an Obama. Okay, speaking Trump of voter. hots, like, Michael Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> um, this movie, the challenge. I feel like in Black all, Panther, the challenge is Black Panther. It's just shirtless men splashing in water, wrestling yeah. each other. I mean, it's extremely hot. <laughs> Mm. it's it's one of
1: yeah it's also uh, just one of the sexiest casts in recent memory mm-hmm. yes
3: that cast is stacked and they're all hot yeah and they're all talented yeah
1: they're all great I mean I, I could watch Lupita Nyong'o shepherding Angela bassett through the snowy mountains <laughs> <laughs> any day of the week yep any day of the week uh, Angela bassett okay boys how um, many Angela bassett That's right. What's love got to do with it? That's right. Everything when it comes to Angela Bassett. Mm -hmm. Also should have been nominated for Chirac. Incredible in that movie. Angela Bassett. Incredible. And she's incredible in Strange Days. If you guys have seen Catherine Bigelow's Strange Days, she's fantastic. She plays a limo driver slash badass lady. Nice. Yeah. Same.
0: (laughs) That's what I I aspire to.
1: (laughs) I am putting on the record, Angela Bassett is my taxi driver. Um, Any closing thoughts on Black Panther, the work of Ryan Coogler? I can't wait to see the next Ryan Coogler.
3: Yeah. I love it. And I am excited to see Black Panther again. I'm glad you will. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, uh,
1: this has been Movies IMO. Um, You can find us on the internet on Twitter, at Movies IMO. You can find us on podcast app for apple you can find us on stitcher Yep, we're on we're on some stuff google play google play please uh slap us five stars write us a little love letter and tell your friends about the show and yeah that's basically it i'm daniel crook i'm on the internet at daniel crook with three O's, and
3: i just think michael b jordan's really hot he's so hot okay um i'm brandon kirby and next week we're throwing it back. What are we doing next week? 10 years ago to uh, Yeah. 20, 2007. Hop, hopping in the time machine. <laughs> We're hopping in the time machine. 2007. 20, 20 to perhaps the most bleak Best Picture Oscar lineup ever. The bleakest and the best. And, and then One Juno. of the best in recent memory. Yes. Yeah. So uh, it's the that's the 10th anniversary week. of
1: the 80th Academy Awards. Yes. So we will be talking about There Will Be Blood and No Country for Old Men and Michael Clayton. Michael Clayton! (laughs) Juno, Atonement, Diving
3: Bell and the Butterfly, The Savages, Brandon. The Savages, my favorite film ever. (laughs) (laughs) Tamara Jenkins' new film premiered at Sundance and I can't wait to see it. Is it Private Lives? Speaking of of Grace Jones, Private Life! (laughs) Anyway. Is it Life
1: or Lives? (laughs) I think it's Life. Whatever. Well. My name is
2: Ben Empey. You can find me on Twitter at RealToddHaines. I think Michael B. Jordan is made hotter by the fact
1: that he is so sad inside.
3: I couldn't agree more. <laughs> when Michael B. Jordan cries,
1: my soul shatters. Mm-hmm. I am awash in an ocean of Michael B. Jordan's <laughs> tears. And I am also awash in this delicious anchor steam beer, ladies and gentlemen, uh, gender-nonconforming individuals. What? This is a nice hoppy amber ale brewed in San Francisco, <laughs> not far from Oakland. And I... Take a sip, anytime. I need to swallow the hot spewing garbage coming out of my mouth. Sponsor us, please, at Anchor Brewing, to sponsor us. Brandon, you didn't uh, you didn't sign out yet?
3: Yes, I you, did. Yeah, nope. did I ba- yeah. I babbled about next week. Yeah,
1: but did you get your at? Yes. Please at me at BK Kirby. Please call Brandon by his at.
2: At BK me
0: Kirby. Bitch. The winner is Jane Fonda. Thank you. Thank you very much, members of the Academy. And thank all of you who applauded. There's a great deal to say, and I'm not going to say it tonight. I would just like to really thank you very much.